Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. Good morning, everyone. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verses 14 through 16. Please hear these words. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. My Father, we are so thankful for the opportunity to come here this Sunday and to worship and glorify and to praise your holy name. We are thankful, Lord, for the fun and frolic we had with family and friends as we celebrated the birth of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, both here on Christmas Eve and on Christmas morn with our families. And Holy Father, as we anticipate 2021, we ask you, Lord, for blessings upon our families, blessings upon this church, blessings upon this nation, that we may all be a nation under God. In Christ's most precious name we pray, and everyone agreed by saying, Amen. I hope you all had a great Christmas. I know my wife and my grandson and our children and grandchildren did. It was a lot of fun to see the, their faces as they lit up and with some of the gifts. And today we're going to be talking about some of the things that we can do going forward in 2021. Many of us, darkness, especially when we are children, is scary. And even as adults, darkness can be scary. Those things that go bump in the dark at night can scare us. But darkness can also have a lot of fun and joy. Those nights are those days when we go out camping with our family and friends, and we look up and we see the heavens and we see the star and the moon, and we just lay on our backs and we can see the beauty of what God created in Genesis. Or even those romantic strolls at night with my wife when we can walk down the streets or maybe even walk through a park holding hands and just kind of talking. That darkness is nice, especially when we have the light of the moon, the silvery moon, if you please. The ice storm, the unfamiliar uh, storms that sometimes come into our life can also create some struggles if we lose power to our houses as we stub our toes. But the flashlights that we have can also uh, light our path as we go forth here and there. In box one, kids, if you have paper and pencil, I'd like you to draw a night sky with the moon and the stars, if you would. And just remember how beautiful those experiences are. As we get started, I want to go back 2,000 plus years to the shepherds in the field. Now, most of these shepherds probably had to work the daytime taking care of their flocks. More than likely, these shepherds were the ones that tended the sheep that were used in Jerusalem when it came time for sacrifice. These sheep were uh, taken care of by a special group. But that night, they were out in the field working. And some of them were probably tired. They may have been standing by the fire warming their hands. It was probably a cool night when it all took place. And then all of a sudden, 
an angel appeared to them. And as Luke says, in that same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the field and keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Can you imagine what that must have been like? Here you are, shepherd, maybe in your teens, maybe a little bit older, maybe hanging, hanging onto your staff, listening as the sheep go bah, bah, all night long. Your attention is to hear whether a coyote or a wolf or, or some animal like that may be coming by to attack and to steal your sheep. But then all of a sudden, in the sky, there's this angel, this bright light that shone, up, uh, shone upon you. Would you not be scared if you saw that angel there? And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you great news, which is for all people. So kids, in box number two, if you would, take a moment to draw a shepherd in the field, maybe with some sheep, and an angel standing in front of them. The angel continued and said, For today in the city of David there has been born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those of whom his favor rests. I can just imagine the angels may have been standing as the first angel appeared, but then all of a sudden, with a multitude of the heavenly hosts, I'm sure they all fell flat on their face, praising, asking God, please be with me, protect me, keep me safe, not fully understanding. But then as they heard these words, they heard the songs of the heavenly host singing, I'm sure they grew in strength, and they decided they wanted to go find out what was taking place. They made their way to Bethlehem. Have you taken time yet this Christmas season to share the Christmas story with someone, with family or friends who may not know anything about it? Have you taken time this Christmas season at work or maybe when you're out and about to share the Christmas story with someone else? It seems to me in the past 10 to 15 years, using the word Merry Christmas was very common. But as I walk around in stores and do a little bit of shopping here or there, or I go to work, or even on email communications, I have not seen the words Merry Christmas very often. Are we afraid to, work, to, to let people know that we are Christians and that we want to wish them a Merry Christmas, help them to remember the reason we are celebrating the season is not for the gifts and for the toys, but to actually celebrate who? The birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Just a few nights ago, we had a similar experience at the church when darkness turned into light. If you remember, towards the end of the service, Pastor Aaron took the Christ candle and he lit it. And he went to one person and then to another. And suddenly, this room that was dark was lit up. It was a beautiful, beautiful sight. And I would imagine in some of your homes that same night, as Pastor Aaron told you to dim your lights and to take your candles, as one candle is lit and then the next, maybe two, three, five, who knows how many, your rooms lit up as well. And there, all of a sudden, was the presence of Christ in the form of the light of Christ on the candle. Just like the shepherds who were among, or who were asked to spread the news that Christ was born, so we have been asked to do exactly the same thing, to spread the news with others about Christ's birth. What I'd like to do over the course of the next several minutes is take a look at several different candles 
remember candles are lights, of how we can share or have shared the light of Christ with other individuals throughout our lives. Sometimes our candles can affect millions of individuals over the centuries. I enjoy reading biographies and autobiographies of great Christian men and women who have gone before us. And the truth be known, I wish I could have, could be, could have as much impact on the lives of others as some of these men and women have had on me and other generations. All the book, all you have to do is take a look at the New Testament. You can read the lives of Peter and Paul, John and the apostles, just to get excited about how God has used individuals to spread the word of Christ's death, birth, death, and resurrection. But throughout history, there have been other men and women whose candle flames sparked a change in history for the glory of God that was so great it actually changed history. A couple of my favorites are Wilbur, William Wilberforth, who fought health issues all of his life, uh, but also fought to abolish slavery in the 1800s. You have John Newton, who was a slave trader and a scoundrel. He was one of the greatest sinners until he met Jesus Christ on a ship. And then who cannot help but remember Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who just last century went to be with the Lord. She spent 20 years of her ministry life wondering if God was even there. In despair she was, but what did she do? She continued to serve the needy of the needies. Williams forced candle impacted the trade slaves positively around the world by ending it first in Great Britain and then in other nations. John Newton's song reminds us that it doesn't matter what we have done in our life, no matter what our sins are, God is there for us. In the writing of the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wrench like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Has been words of encouragement to me many times in my life. And Mother Teresa of Calcutta, life gave dignity to those who were dying in the streets of Calcutta. She would pick up these men, women, children, and bring them into her bosom and care for them until they died. The very first person, I can remember the story she talks about, she's just out of the convent, was going from one convent to another. There laid a man, and she held him for several hours as he finally succumbed to, succumbed to life. The men and women who, have, who lives have affected and passed on the message of God are numerous. We have people like Joan of Arc, Martin Luther, John Wesley, Martin Luther King, Billy Graham, or just a few. Take time to read the biographies and autobiographies, not only the men and women of the scriptures, but also men and women who have gone before us and see the impact that their candle, their flame has had on others. The second candle I'd like to bring up are, uh, is some uh, candles to light up other people's lives in the prisons. Many of you have remember or are familiar with the people who are called the Gideons. Mark Bender has shared this story before, and I want to share it again because sometimes we don't know the impact we have on other people's lives by supporting some ministries. The Gideons, as you know, they're the groups that hand out Bibles on the street corners, in your hotel rooms, and also in the prisons. But Mark shared this story, and I think it's very appropriate for today. As a young woman, Mary let the pain and anger of an abusive childhood drive her into a life of crime and danger. By the time she was 27, she was wanted by both the federal and state authorities and was also the target of, the mafia, of a mafia contract. She was finally captured, convicted of armed robbery, and sentenced to 21 years in prison. 
She was eventually thrown into confinement at the Alabama Correctional Facility. She was given the Gideon Bible, and one day in her cell, she opened it up, and, the skim, and skimming through it, came across this passage in Ezekiel. It says, A new heart also I will give you. I will take that stony heart out of your flesh. After reading this, she knelt on the floor, surrendered her life to God, and for the first time, she felt peace. Mary was eventually released from prison uh, and started an organization that you might have heard of. That organization is called Angel Tree Ministries that now reaches over 2.7 million children uh, of prisoners since its founding. From this little Bible, millions of kids have been helped. Her candlelight has impacted the lives of so many. Candle number three I'd like to talk about is sometimes our light helps others, lights up other people's lives by giving financially. For Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus, if you remember in the manger, they were visited by three wise men. The wise men came and brought them frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Herod heard that the wise men went back by a different route in order to have all the newborn babies two years and younger to be put to death. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus went to Egypt. The financial help that the wise men gave them by these gifts is probably what enabled them to make the trip to Egypt to stay there for several years before going on to Nazareth. 2020 was a year of storms, hurricanes, fires that ravaged the U.S. People were displaced, homes destroyed, and lives were lost. For a variety of reasons, most of us could not go to these places to help rebuild the homes or businesses destroyed by fire, rain, etc. But because of organizations such as UMCOR, which is a United Methodist organization on relief, or Samaritan Purse, which is a Billy Graham's organization, 100% of the monies that we donated went to help those people in Florida, the, the Carolinas, in, in Mississippi, Alabama, and out west where the fires took place. Sometimes our candles that we light help by help we help by helping others financially do their ministries candle number four sometimes our candle that we light up lights up the people's lives by us going ourselves in isaiah the chapter six when god asks uh, isaiah whom shall i send and who will go for us isaiah responded here i am lord send me how many times in the past several years with the exception of 2020 have we not sent troops, people from this church to different parts of the U.S.? Have we not sent our youth out in places with youth force and other programs, both locally and throughout the state? How many times have we sent people to other countries, to Africa and places like that? We are a church that likes to send people to go. So sometimes when we light up, light our candles, we're lighting those candles to help people go to other places to minister. We are even a church that lights likes to help light up the lives of individuals in service. If you remember, Jerry Rabb and Adam Rick, David Roman, have all gone in the ministry out of this church. And most recently, Maya, Braden, and Levi are all in the ministerial track. We are a church that likes to help support in, uh, individuals that want to serve God in a new and different way. Let us continue to light their lights so that they can serve God as ministers and deacons in our church. A fifth candle, sometimes we light up the lights of other people by the way we pray. 
You know, I can't tell you the number of times that we have called the church, my family and I have called the church to ask for prayers for, our, for my wife or children or some other situation. When my mother-in-law passed away, the church lifted us up in prayers. Every challenge and blessing has been covered by prayers in this church by our friends and family. Yesterday, another example where prayers is effective, my wife and I were walking through the store and one of her friends called and was in a crisis situation. We stopped in the middle of the bean aisle and with the phone in our hands and her on the other end, we prayed for her. Prayer is an effective way to reach out and touch the lives of others. I know myself, if someone asked me to pray for them, if I don't do it right then at that moment, guess what? It doesn't get done. And I'm not afraid to pray in public in front of in Walmart or any other place. We need to be that light to other people when they ask us to pray and pray immediately. A sixth candle. Uh, sometimes our candles light up other people's lives by giving literally of themselves. We have all seen stories on TV where someone has been in an accident and in, in doing so they've lost their life and their families have donated organs to help other individuals. Back in July of this year, my brother-in-law, who has been on the donor's list for liver and kidney for several years now, and was not doing well, received a call from the doctor on a Thursday afternoon. Friday morning, he was in the hospital preparing for surgery. Saturday morning, he received a liver and a kidney transplant. Several other people that day received other transplants from the same individuals. We are so appreciative of that individual of that family who allowed their child, their husband and spouse, we don't know who it was, to donate organs so that my brother-in-law could have a healthy life. The rest of the day's message, passage, or the rest of the day's passage says, we don't want to put our light under a basket. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not put your light in the basket. On Christmas Eve, we saw how Aaron lighting one candle moving to another, moving to another, lit up the sanctuary. That is what we are called to do as individuals, to take the time day in and day out to share the message of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's by our words, sometimes it's by our actions, sometimes it's by just being present and listening. Take the time each and every day to share the Word of God with others. Kids in box four, take, uh, take time to draw a candle or multiple candles, showing how your candle can light up the candles of others. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, he says, there are, many parts of the, <clears throat> there are many parts, but only one body. The reason I selected this passage from Matthew today is because God reminded me that we are all many parts. I may not be able to go and do missionary, minister, missionary work somewhere else. I may never become a minister, full-time minister in the Methodist church. I may not be a John Newton or Billy Graham, but I do have my gifts and talents that I can use to share with others. I have my gifts and abilities God has given me to light my candle and to light other people's candle in other ways I can. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Holy Father, we are grateful for an opportunity to take time to share with others, be it by our words, our deeds, or actions. May we be that light to other individuals in 2021. May they come to know you, love you, and serve you in a new way because we are not afraid to share Jesus Christ with them.
In all things, God, we, may we give you the honor and glory and praise. And everyone agreed by saying, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.